Afternoon or good evening and welcome back to Geeking In. I am Jay, I'm your party host, so grab your bob and your beer or your brew, half sugar and almond milk, just the way you like it, and strap in while we talk about all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff. I am joined as always by the incredible, by the invincible, by the infamous, our futurist, our Tony Stark. How you doing, T? Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. I'm doing very, very well. I'm in excellent health. I'm so happy to be here for this high energy podcast. Let's go. And we're happy that you're not just listening like some weird cuck, um, <laughs> like you were in the prequel. Um, uh, but we were also, uh, we are also joined by our Mr. Fantastic, our flexible friend, the pajama prince that were promised. Hey, don't be. Hey, oh no, that was last week. Oh yeah, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Um, and uh, yeah, that is a shout out to all of our listeners from Hemel Hempstead to Dublin to Oregon to Central Park in New York. Um, thank you all for rating, review, subscribing, and sharing, and getting involved in the conversation at Geeking In Pod on both Twitter and Instagram, uh, like at Jude C fifty five did to say that she was playing catch-up, but did make it to the end of our episode two weeks ago. Hey. Um, uh, Jude C55 goes on to say that she often does a two-episode binge. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but after the 24th of the 8th episode, I had a well-deserved break. I had to rehydrate. <laughs> yeah, we all did. snack supply. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gee, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. <laughs> Thank you very much for your feedback. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, get involved in the conversation at Geeking and Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Please tell us how many times you need to rehydrate listening to the show uh, so that you can survive, physically survive, listening to us talk. Um and whilst you're at Geeking In Pod, you will be able to find our Linktree link, which takes you to everywhere we are, including Teesprings, which sells our shirts, our mugs, and our masks. Uh, and the shirts are brilliant designs. Uh, the only real question that you will have is whether you buy the red T-shirt or the blue <laughs> T-shirt. <sighs> Good. All right, all right. We'll let you have it. No, you didn't like that one? Uh, uh. Go on then, do better. Uh, no, no, I, I critique. I can't come up with it myself. You know that. <laughs> I know. I just like to remind you now and again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of red and blue pills, um, the now famous trope um, has appeared on our internet. Um, a website called whatisthematrix.com has been launched, which gives you the choice. Oh, that was the original website, because they didn't have the matrix.com. It was what is the matrix.com. Yeah. I'm impressed by that. Since 1999, they've held on to it. Good on them. <laughs> A valuable real estate. Because <laughs> yeah. um, you couldn't write Google things properly back then. You'd have to like read the website off the side of a bus and make sure you spell yeah. it right. 
hope hope Jeeves asked answered in the right way. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so what is the matrix.com gives you a choice of two pills for you to click on. Uh, and if you do, then it takes you to a video uh, explaining uh, a little bit about your perception of reality um, and uh, tells you that on Thursday, the 9th of September, we are expecting the full trailer for the Matrix Resurrections. Wow. You sound excited, B. You sound like you were going into the Matrix, B. (laughs) 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 When they zoom out of the phone call and you see the numbers. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? How are you feeling, B? Red pill or blue pill? Red. Definitely red. I'm a red, as you know. Yeah, is that just your your side of Manchester, or <laughs> definitely my side of Manchester? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be super awesome. I'm intrigued how they're going to do this. There's um, quite a few theories out there, so um, it's going to be super, super exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean it's um, a hell of a uh, cast. So we have the original. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, and Jada Pinkett Smith all coming back, uh, but joined by uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen II, who was immense mm-hmm. in The Watchmen. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris, who, mm-hmm. as a holdout for most of the seasons of How I Met Your Mother, I'm a fan of. So um, looking forward to that. All but the last season sounds familiar. Um, uh, Jessica Henwick, uh, Christina Ritchie, and Jonathan Groff are all make up the cast as well. Um, so it is, it's, it's looking uh, an interesting um, setup. Uh, T, what about you? Did you pick red or blue? I picked blue. I picked blue. I'm, 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 you know what? Because I'm old now and I'm like, oh, this life's sort of comfortable. There's backaches. That's annoying. But apart from that, yeah, I don't want to go and fight in crappy zion where you have to have like graves all the time yeah. oh my god do you know what the, the endless war against the machines oh. is one thing the dancing just looks exhausting <laughs> and then even if you like try and take a break from it some creepy old man will come up and start talking to you and it's just to be fair oh. i i'm probably the creepy old man well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i get enough of that on this show like i don't hey. need more. <laughs> hey buddy how are you <laughs> Some real sweaty dancing you're doing out there. Uh, your feet. Do they need to rub? Oh. <laughs> we thought to put it with the only fans, but we're all right. <laughs> so when you clicked on the blue, this has this has gone off already, hasn't it? Really, seven minutes in. <laughs> It's taken longer than usual. It has. <laughs> so, are we now offering foot rubs for listener numbers? What's fucking going on? If you give us a five star rating, do you turn up at the houses now? <laughs> I mean, you know, fan engagement is an important part of any podcast. <laughs> I wondered where the numbers were peaking recently. <laughs> So, um, so would you like to explain what happened when you chose the blue pill? Well, okay. 
I just thought I'm gonna click the blue pill and it will just loop me back and then I'll click the red pill and <laughs> and get a trailer because you know, like any computer game, I always want to do the, the non bit and then you go down the main mission. I got a fucking trailer. Um, so I didn't then click the red pill. So I, I just got the the cool little video um, and I'm hyped. You know, worst case, the movie's kind of shit. That's okay. I'll still have my two out of three films that I really love and one that's all right. Um, movie's great. It's the best case, and that's amazing. Either way, there'll probably be like some really cool Matrix merch, and I can start wearing my long trench coat and sunglasses in the heat again. Very exciting. I don't think you can anymore. No, I can't. Damn it. There's, there's, there's been a couple of other things that have happened oh, with trench no. coats since oh, then. No. That may have it. taken them off of your. God damn it! Off your to-do list. Um. So yeah, if you had clicked the red pill, if you had chosen the red pill, you would also see a a, a small video package different to the what you get from the blue, which is you know very interesting, very exciting. Slightly different flashes of of um, footage and a different voiceover. Um. Uh. But both end in the same point of telling you that uh, September the 9th is the trailer. What I loved on both of them is that point of, you know, you believe it's, it's. I mean, I watched it just before we started recording. So you believe it's 8.52 p.m., oh, which amazing. was the time you watched it, which is just mind-blowingly bizarre. Um, it was like, you know, um, when Psycho Mantis reads your memory card in a... Metal Gear Solid, it just felt like that moment again. Where you're just like, what? Why do you know this? Very <laughs> Get good. out of my mind! Because um, also, you think, because I just assumed it linked to an embedded YouTube video or something, yeah. right? You know, I just did not, th- it was, yeah, that was very good. I was so impressed. Yeah, I, I was, I was trying to think and then realised that I have no way of knowing and I'm not clever enough to understand. Because it was like, are there you know, YouTube videos for every single every minute. Minute. There's, of a, the... there's a Tom Scott video where he set up something that it updates the title of the video to say the number of views it has. So it always says this video has X many. You know, uh, I mean, for the if you look at it now, big an update as quickly, and it'll just say, okay, this video has three point nine million views. But up until that point, you could just see it rising every time. It was quite cool. So it is, it is doable, um, and, and clearly, but it's just it's just done in such a way, in, a, in an unexpected way. It gave me that hype. It gave me that excitement. I'm I'm very excited for this. I mean, it's it's beautiful in simplicity, mm-hmm. um, and has done exactly what it was designed to do, which is you know get everyone excited about a trailer dropping on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Well, when's the movie actually out? How long have we got to wait? Uh, December the 22nd. Wow. Are we still um, getting John Wick on the same day? I don't know. Let me see if, if the Matrix itself will tell me. <laughs> if you can't remember the website, I can tell you. I've remembered it since 1999. <laughs> H T T P. So, when did you watch The Matrix? Where T? Uh, in 
Oh god, I think it was Sutton. It was it was Sutton Cinema back, which is my local cinema again after so many years. Um, that was yeah. So you're saying a, it all starts again with a bunch of school friends and just weren't expecting what we saw. And my god, it was just. Is that because you went into the wrong movie? <laughs> well, we watched about six off of one cinema ticket, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Spend the whole day there. <laughs> Oh, Sutton Cinema. They were so lax. It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine was Sutton as well. So who knows? We may have even been oh, in the same in the same uh yeah. I'm glad cinema, I didn't, same like, screening. Take your seat sneaking in or whatever. You guys won't believe this. No. No, you're right. I watched it in Warsaw. <laughs> Showcase cinema. Uh, May 27th is when we're expecting John Wick Chapter 4. Okay. So Keanu every six months is is where we live now. Um, And that's exactly right. That's exactly how it should be. Um, Keanu time to breathe. And actually, I don't want to come out of Matrix thinking, oh, I can't wait to watch John Wick. I want to just come out of the Matrix and just think about the Matrix for a while. And ponder. Are you or are you not? Well, we are in a simulation. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm on. just desperately avoiding making foot rub jokes. <laughs> it's not the simulation we want to be a part of, but still, it's the one you got. <laughs> the first one didn't have foot rubs in it, but for some reason people rejected it, so... Second one had all perfect, all foot rubs, but it was too perfect. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I apologise for my co-host. <laughs> it's taken us a long time before you got to the point of apologising for us. I think we should start with each podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Um. Yes, so this is going to probably be the last of the shared HBO Max and in theatre launches um, because it was only for the 2021 slate it was announced for. Uh, At the end of that, they're likely to go back to the 30-day theatre window, cinema window, um, before going on to streaming. Um, It does feel like one that you're going to, just not get the same from streaming. Absolutely. It's it's uh, so. Um, this and June are the two that just scream need to be uh, from the 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 Warner Brothers HBO Max side. Just scream to be the ones that need to be on a on a large. Cinema screen mm, for me. Mm. June, I also think, might end up being like really fucking boring. I don't know why I think this, but I do. <laughs> um, so if it's in a cinema, at least I'll have to focus and watch it instead of you know grabbing my phone or like just walking off, transforming something, <laughs> or talking it's, to it's... random strangers. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, what bring you to uh, this cinema? <laughs> cinema friend. My my three year old's a big fan of it. Uh, <laughs> um, my uh, yeah, I, I I think June does have that that risk because as much as I enjoyed the original, it is batshit crazy and it's a lot to fit into one so the idea of them kind of splitting it kind of makes you worry about the pacing of it um so yeah i think i think that it's going to be i think it's going to be one of those knife edges of um you know it's beautiful it's lovely but you know it needs to be two and a half hours yeah even with um with uh, Blade Runner 2040, which I love, and and a couple of the other missiles that I, I love them all, but you have to want to engage with them all the way through, otherwise you'll start yawning a little bit at times. You know, the pacing it's very comfortable; it'll take its time. It will. It's not banging out action or anything. Yeah. So those uh, those big old recliner chairs in the in the cinema might not be a great oh, idea that's for true. June. That's true. Um, but Matrix Resurrection, I think, is going to be a little bit more action. I'm hoping is a little bit more action packy. I'm hoping it's not so um, uh, full of uh, exposition to try to explain why after we've got the Jesus story and the last one, we're all back again. And we could all do the reset. Yeah, I mean, if you're making a film more than twenty years later, at this point, I mean, yeah, us us old people can be like, oh, I already saw this, but there's a whole new audience which have never Mm. seen the first one. You know, you can tell the same story, whatever. Do a refresh. Twenty years is long enough. Do Do you think that story will work with the generations of today? Um, I think it's a much more understood concept of hey are we in a simulation it's not a oh my god i think it's a much more accepted concept yeah yeah i think that kind of you know fight the power break out you know you're all sheep you're all asleep kind of thing is is probably too real an allegory now yeah it's not gonna like shock you oh because i had a deja vu maybe this is the major that's not gonna happen it'll be like well, because probability of being in a like, in a simulation is higher than the probability of not being in a simulation. Yeah, and and I spend more of my time staring at a screen or plugged into things now than mm. anywhere else. I mean, you know, the height of of technology in these ones was a flip phone and a and a green screen that might connect to the internet. But um, uh, yeah. now, I mean, in the film, they had to change the thing around why the machines connected you. So the initial idea was you're a processor, your brain is processing. Um, But that was deemed to be too complex for that day's audience. So that's why they said you're a battery. And of course, that's awful, right? You know, human beings are massively inefficient in terms of the heat you produce and how much you need to eat and stuff like that. You know, just burn the whatever you're producing. As long as that's not the only reason you've not turned us all into batteries, that's that's fine. (laughs) I mean, I've tried six times for the first six (laughs) Tried six times. Do you think I managed to get a charge of my phone? 30%. 30%. Just wasn't worth it. And the smell, God. <laughs> yeah, so Terrible when you relate more to Agent Smith than Neo, isn't it? <laughs> what age does to you? 
but there we go we will all look forward to, <laughs> to i don't know how to follow up on that um <laughs> So I'm just going to move on, um, and I'm going Best to move time. past the fact that Matrix Resurrection uh, trailer launches on Thursday, so we will look forward to it, and um, uh, the film comes out on December the 22nd, uh, so that will be um, something uh, fantastic, and we will get to see you know, all of, of what has happened will happen again. Um, but you've got to wonder if we changed one slight thing, would that make any difference to it, or do we <laughs> end up in good. the same loop? Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and that is our link to talk about what if. But before we get there, because both what if and uh, B and I are going to discuss uh, Shang Chi that we both went and saw, um, uh, we are going to do our recommendations now. In case you have not seen either of those. And do you wish to remain spoiler free? Um, so let us do some recommendations for the week. Uh, T, what would you like to start with? So I thought I'd talk about the best martial arts uh, character we've seen in the MCU, Iron Fist. Um, uh... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Daniel Rand. It's a, it's a great I mean... show. Claire Temple learned some pretty wicked moves at some point. I mean, she must be. Well, listen, the Iron Fist comic that I'm recommending. So this was, uh, I think it was Brubacher and Fraction, but I think Matt Fraction wrote most of it. Um, the Immortal Iron Fist. Um, just So this was just awesome. So you hadn't seen uh danny rand in comics for ages uh and one of the reasons you hadn't seen him is because uh daredevil was in jail and daredevils had this massive long hundred issue arc going on all written by michael uh, brian michael bendis who you know since then basically writes all of marvel and now dc um uh, so this amazing arc that's gone on and now daredevils in jail and someone is out there being daredevil in this great big mystery um, and it turns out it's been Danny Rand. And, and part of selling that mystery is just making sure he didn't turn up in any of the comics. So you just had this guy just not appear for a little while. And then once he was back and he had this kind of introduction or reintroduction through uh, Daredevil, you know, suddenly you could have the character back on screen. And he just got this great story. So suddenly you had the last Iron Fist story, which was the first volume of The Immortal Iron Fist. Um, and it started just to kind of really pull apart the concept and explore... Uh, the different uh, types of iron fists, the different iron weapons. Now, I appreciate if you've seen the show, some of this sounds familiar, and you're thinking, oh, fuck, it's kind of awful. Um, it's not. The show pulled all, all of its best concepts from these comics and then executed them absolutely horrendously. Um, but just in a way that the story's told, um, of this kind of, you know, this magical land where this kid goes and learns Kung Fu, where there's, you know, the the previous Iron Fist has been around since uh, the First World War, and there's the one who uses guns, and then there's, you know, Steel Serpent and Crane Mother and all the all the uh, tropes of, of all Kung Fu movies. It's such a great read. Um, just absolutely, you know, one of those things that you don't want to put down. Um, and then uh, you, get, you, you get like six issues of an arc, and then you get a random extra story, and that story is about you know one previous random Iron Fist. So the first one is the pirate queen of of um, the pirate queen of Pinghai Bay. So it was the 
uh, Iron Fist who lived, you know, in the 1545 and who was a pirate queen. Um, and then you get the next story and that kind of stuff. So it's just like awesome world building. And whilst it's set within that Marvel comics of the time, you don't need to have, Oops, sorry about that, <laughs> read any of the Marvel comics around that time because actually it focuses on the Iron Fist history. So if you like that kind of old school world building, Kung Fu, you know, stuff, it's just a great read. So I, I've got to say some of the best parts of Iron Fist were the bits that didn't involve Danny Rand and didn't, did involve, um, you know, expanding out the Iron mm-hmm. Fist um, mythos, uh, which, which you know, is, is, sounds very similar to what uh, Fraction did in this. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting take. It's not one I've, I've read because I struggle with the character, I'll be honest. It's, it's a bit strange. I think. Um, I think the but, character's only been written well three times, right? <laughs> Once is in uh, in, um, in that uh, Daredevil comic, and just because he's playing Daredevil. Once in New Avengers, where he's just playing off of Luke Cage, um, and it's got the kind of the flashbacks to their old relationship in Heroes for Hire and stuff like that. Um, and in this comic, and I think this comic is the best the character's ever been written. Because, um, yeah, it's not a great conceptual character but the history of it is so interesting so if you were tasked to either for the cinematic universe or for comics bring iron fist and make him interesting or or give him something Mm -hmm. what would you do i'd shoot finn jones and (laughs) Um, you know, I would use this. So it would it would just be about. I, I think what they're doing is better. I think you know, even taking like aspects of the Iron Fist story and and, and giving that Shang Chi and stuff like that. I think that's far more interesting. Uh, you know, pick and choose it and make that story better. Um, but if you were to introduce the kind of the historian of the Iron Fist legacy and stuff like that, you know, and, and the previous Iron Fist and stuff like that, that is interesting. So don't give me a modern day. Uh, Danny Rand, Iron Fist, talk to me about the the Pirate Queen of of Ping Hai Bay. Talk to me about you know the story of the Iron Fist of Bay Bang Wen um, from the Second Opium War, circa eighteen sixty. That kind of stuff, you know. I, intro- I look forward to seeing your your treatment on the big screen. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend uh, you know to take, picking up from what you were just talking about. Uh, I'm going to recommend Shang Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, uh, not looking to spoil any of the conversation we'll have later, uh, but I really enjoyed this. I really, really enjoyed this. It did. Um, it had a lot of things that I, I I resonated with and enjoyed with. Big things was um, it felt like an homage and a love letter to um, a lot of the old kung fu films that I fell in love with. Um, back in the day so you know there's there's big chunks that that feel like the game of death or enter the dragon or uh drunken master or crouching tiger hidden dragon or um you know so many of the other ones um so uh yeah for that reason and for reasons that i'll go into later on uh shang chi and the legends of the ten rings is is my recommendation of the week b what do you have for us i'm gonna recommend G.I. Joe. All three movies, but in particular, (laughs) 
but in particular. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, okay, too. You killed in, me with that. In particular, um, the most recent incarnation, which is Snake Eyes. No, 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 G- no, 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 no. Now you need what? to defend why you like G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Come on. Tell me it's about it. It's a brilliant that. movie. It's, it's just a great fun movie. Tell me about G.I. That... Joe, Retaliation, Revengeance, whatever it was called. Uh, <laughs> Which one's the first one? Is Rise of the Cobra first? Yeah. It is. Yeah. And then. And uh, then they really it's... rise in the second one. Yeah. It's Retaliation. They're Retaliation. No. So the first one is an origin one, but then they have the origins because they bring actual G.I. Joe. And which is, which is made... everyone in super suits. Now they've made Snake Eyes <laughs> Origins. There's yeah. literally been three G.I. Joe Origins movies. But this one especially relates to Snake Eyes, which he you know, was basically the star of the other two as well. But he yeah. was, he was basically he was. Except it's uh, not Ray Park now. He he doesn't say a lot a in thing. the first two. Um, Does Ray anything, Park have anything. a really awful voice? Like, is he just really high pitched or something? Because they dub him <laughs> out. For, no, right? Because literally, he's you never hear his voice. The one line Darth Maul had. Was uh, was dubbed? Yeah. Like Ray Park couldn't say the one line really. Have you ever heard him speak? What? What? There was something he spoke in. Was it the 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 Toad in a X Men? <laughs> was that him? Well, yeah, I, I think there was a line he had there, wasn't it? D- did he speak? Oh, there you go. He's just got a bit of an East London accent, isn't he? Which was. Ideal for Snake Eyes and Darth Maul, <laughs> Darth Maul. who came from Dagenham <laughs> originally. <laughs> oh, Dathomir, sorry. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> That's the best joke of the night for me. I love it. <laughs> Dagenham to that Dathomir. Origin Snake Eyes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's worth a watch. <laughs> sorry, B, I jumped that's, all that's over that. that. I'm so sorry. You did, oh, sorry, do your recommendation again. I missed it. No, that was the recommendation. Oh, okay. G.I. Joe, the movies. <clears throat> They're fun. <laughs> I want that on the posters. <laughs> They're fun, B, kicking in pod. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, good. Well, let's talk about something that isn't fun, which is losing your hearts. Mm. Um Yeah. So what if Doctor Strange had a girlfriend who was fridged. Mm-hmm. Um, seems to be this week's question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another, no, another disappointing one for me. Yep. Um, I think for all of us. I mean, I, I can't. What? Be even, you're, you're not going to defend this one, are you? Uh, no, I loved it. Oh, no! I, love I it. really enjoyed it. All right. I do really you, enjoyed it. You want to do your bit first? Um, okay. Um, so yes. Marvel's got this 
fantastic habit of breaking people. And, you know, Doctor Strange is such a happy-go-lucky guy. Uh, it was emotional to see him broken by this. And, you know, it, it, I think it was quite poignant that, you know, you, he would give up everything just to save the love of his life. Because it's something, obviously, Doctor Strange in Endgame encouraged um, one man to give him give up his life in order for the rest of the universe to survive. So it was a fantastic take on that and how that switched it all around. Um, I really enjoyed it. I so it was may, great. I ask, may I ask some follow-up questions? No. Okay, that's all for this evening. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so this woman who he will literally end the universe to try and save. Mm -hmm. He's he's not with her in the main cinematic universe. And no, but you could see there was chemistry there. Yeah, they used to date. Mm. And obviously it was something that she broke off, not him. Right. But he seems to be able to live in that universe without her. In fact, to the Sorcerer's Supreme point of there are certain mm -hmm. key moments that are ineffable. They must happen. If she does not die, you do not become the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm -hmm. Didn't we just see mm -hmm. her not die and him become the Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah, but in that universe. No, but there was another way. In in mm. okay, give it that. Yeah, I, it's, still, it's still a great show. I I enjoyed things it. every now and then with uh with, with Lois Lane, right? So actually, that's the thing that could break him, you know. Or yes. in whatever happens, their love is beyond anything, and Superman and Lois will always, you know, a million years later, their spirits will all that kind of stuff, right? Because Superman always ends up with Lois Lane. That has happened in every comic all time. That's just not the case with this. It's just, yeah, his ex. And she, of he, because he's an art, like she laid it out quite clearly. I like you, but you're a dick in these ways. You know, do you want to stop being a dick in these ways? No. All right, we're not together then. He likes himself more. He likes who he is more than he likes being with her. Mm. And I could buy the egotistical of I'm the world's greatest surgeon. I'm now, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme. I have all of this power. Surely I should be, I should be able to decide that she doesn't die. You know, the one thing he can't yeah. change and that ego driving him of no, I, I, I should be able to do that. I'm all powerful. I've got all of these reasons. For a million reasons, I should be able to stop this. So I will stop this because <clears throat> I feel I should be able to, not because I can't live without her. But still, it's such a great show. <laughs> I, I um, on this one, uh, 
very, very excitedly watched the credits come up because I could not believe... That's when you know the show's really good. ...that it was Benedict Cumberbatch doing the voice acting. I thought some of the voice acting on this was horrendous. It was roofy, yeah. And, and I, I, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I will forgive the fact that he can't say penguins. Um, <laughs> you know, I think he's brilliant on so much. Of his, I'm rewatching Sherlock again for the 120th time because I think he's brilliant in so much. But mm. there was so many points in this that just, there's one point where he does this really kind of, you know, it's this really emotional point and what you have is him going to go, yeah, 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 yeah. The car was crashes, yeah. It was just so soulless yeah. in, in, in the performance. I, I, I was shocked when I realised that this is the episode out of all the ones we watched where literally everyone is back. So it is Tilda Swinton and it is Benedict mm. Wong and it is, um, uh, it, it is uh, Rachel McAdam and it is... Um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and I, I was stunned by that because I, I assumed it was someone doing a subpar performance in my view and I was stunned by the fact that it was Benedict Cumberbatch doing a subpar performance in my view so my issues for it all of those plus <laughs> here's the other thing right and and in our pre-chat, I was talking about how I had this issue with three of the other 30 things, or 30 of the other 30 things I watched over this uh, week. Um, and that was... These are all the ones that you already spoke to us about in your fever-addled brain. Yeah, so yeah. in my yeah. mind, I've spoken to you twice about these. <laughs> and probably done a podcast to you, dear listener. Um, <laughs> I've been really sick, guys. It's fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> for me, there was absolutely no stakes. Right, it was just all right. This is this is the bad universe. Then all right, things could go bad here. I guess I I didn't care in the slightest. And you could, if this was the first what if to come out, I would think, oh, I guess that's the nature of a what if. It's just a random parallel universe that you'll never see again, and you just can't engage me to care about these people in thirty minutes or twenty two minutes or whatever. But that wasn't the case at all. With you know, I really wanted to see how uh, um, uh, Agent Carter and uh, Steve Rogers and and how that all worked out, and I really wanted you know Space T'Challa to have his happy ending, and I really cared about that stuff. I got engaged straight away, and I cared about those characters. I didn't care about doctor strange at all and i think part of it is because i didn't really care about doctor strange in in the doctor strange film because you know um <laughs> i genuinely can't remember if this was pre-chat or, or earlier this episode because again I'm, I'm really sick guys um <laughs> you know because it was doctor strange was a bit of a crap film for me because it was just iron man revisited and the character was just sort of iron man revisited but it was worse for me because with Tony Stark, hey, there's a darkness, also there's a lightness and there's the humor and, you know, there's heart underneath it all. The heart underneath it all was really strong and that came across a lot. And you liked him, not just because he's charismatic and charming and can make jokes, it's because actually inside, you know, he, he's broken, but there's a really good heart underneath. And with Doctor Strange, it just felt like he's cold underneath. So he's a bastard 
and he can make some funny jokes and quips and one-liners and stuff, but he's still a dick. Yeah. So when he's making like quotes to uh, when he's calling like Wong Beyonce, I didn't think, uh, oh, that was funny. I mean, it wasn't funny anyway, but I just thought, fuck off. Just he's the library. Just show some fucking respect here. You know, when he was doing stuff, I just never liked the character. I just feel like he's genuinely a dick and I don't like resonate with him. And then, oh, this dick is also now ruining his world. Okay, whatever. And then even within the what if world, I've created another what if world where you've not gone evil. And then those two can fight each other. And it was just like, all right, make another one. I wouldn't care about that one either. You know, um, it felt like the the good Doctor Strange where he got split was only there so you could have the cloak versus cloak fight. Yeah, which made very little sense in itself, um, and the sacrifice of the cloak because everyone loves the cloak. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, so that was just to kind of give you a bit of you know tether into reality. That was something we were talking about in the pre-chat. About oh. you know the origin story and and you know Iron Man and blah 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 because I was saying one of the things that I liked about it one of the things I gave it a pass for was I I loved the Scott Derrickson vision of it and how they brought to life the the very psychedelic nature of you know the Dormammu universe and blah 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 um, I um, you know at, at his core Stephen Strange is a guy that doesn't like to be told no. You'll never do magic. You know, don't speed too fast. You'll you'll get in an accident. No, I won't. You'll never do magic again. You've crushed your hands. No, I won't. You know, she's she's dead. You're going to have to accept it. No, I won't. Um, you know, he that that's that's kind of it. So it's not kind of that. You know, proving myself wrong or or trying to show that I'm more than people give me credit for. That that I've kind of always resonated with Tony Stark about. You know. Obviously, I'm not Iron Man. You know, he's heroic, and that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's just so kind good. of you know, just this this kind of narcissist, really, who yeah. who who continues to find. And I do think there's you know, I, I think there was a humor in the kind of you know the Beyonce stuff with with Wong and all the rest of it. But it was there again to try to get what he wanted. He wasn't building a relationship for the sake of building a relationship. He was trying to build a relationship so he could get to the forbidden books that he wanted mm -hmm. because he'd been told no, and no one tells Stephen Strange no. Yep. Um, and this just seemed to be an extension of that. It was just kind of like, you know, here's the, the, the most brilliant people in, in all of the world, including this celestial body who, who just continues to kind of watch over your shoulder and you're powerful enough to know he's there. Um, Here's the librarian, which was an incredibly non-fleshed out character just to kind of pop up and kind of go, ah, you know, these things happen and then just kind of fade away. Mm. I, I've chosen to I've chosen to age. Cool. All right. How long were you here for before him? Is it just his company has made you suddenly decide you've chosen mortality? Um and he knows better than all of them. Um and then he gets crushed in a little diamond, and it was just kind of like, well, what's the what's the purpose of of any of that? It didn't feel cautionary. It didn't feel. I mean, what 
power corrupts. There's 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 better ways of telling that story. Um, and I, again, I, I think one of my big disconnects on all the way through of is is you know this has to happen for you to become the sorcerer supreme. Yeah. Okay, well, make that his origin story then. Yeah. Rather than it being nothing to do with his origin story. You know, let me live in a world where he's had to carry the heartbreak of the fact that, you know, it was her death that inspired him to go off and learn all these tricks and all this magic. And I know that that alters drastically the whole kind of, you know, I can't do it in my hands and blah, blah, blah. But let me live in that world so I understand that that is an absolute finite moment. And it doesn't, as it turns out, mean that the ancient one is absolutely incorrect. And there's a really easy way of doing this, which is just break his hands. Hmm. And even when he doesn't pick her up, she dies. Mm-hmm. Why? He didn't pick her up in the, the our universe. And she didn't. Good point. So, yeah, it all just kind of felt a little bit. too much of a sidestep to the left for me it didn't it wasn't one of those kind of like you know here's what if he lost his heart instead he didn't lose his heart no yeah yeah you know he's he's, that's that's not it wasn't instead it was you know that's that's not the same so for me it's two good ones Two crap ones. Jay, you've only liked the Black Panther one so far. What was the the, the others? So I'm, I'm struggling now because I'm, so I'm Captain Carter. You didn't like. I did. Captain Carter. Yeah. B, then there was how the... did you feel about Captain Carter? I liked it. Yeah. And then we all liked T'Challa in space. Yeah, we did. Uh, the murder mystery. I didn't like. Uh, mm, that was me. No, none of us liked. God, I'd forgotten. I, so this is the thing. I'm sitting there, kind of going. I'm sure there were four, but I can only remember three. And it's because mm. I've forgotten about the epic killing of all of the Avengers. <laughs> and I've just kind of gone, mm, I, I obviously don't need that in my brain. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're not giving me what I, I thought. I enjoy the animation. I enjoy the concept. With the exception of, of Black Panther. As as Star Lord, none of them have kind of resonated with me. Mm. Interesting. So I'm half and half so far, and and be your three up, one down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, it seems tomorrow is zombies. Mm. Ooh. I'm probably least interested in that in this group. That's uh, Spider Man, isn't it? Spider Man. Uh, yes. As as one of the zombie slayers, hunters, survivors, hunters, I think. So yeah, let's see what Marvel does with Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably more interested in the character design than I am in anything else. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I am. Will... I am looking forward to picking up some of the action figures from this. Been off action figures for so long, but actually, I really want a Captain Carter. I really want a a Space T'Challa. 
you know, I feel like of the good episodes, there's going to be some good toys. Yeah, I mean the the source of Supreme Strange is is a, a, an interesting one. Um, yeah, I mean none of them are are, are grabbing me yet, but um, we will wait and we will see. Um, but yeah, let's let's come back together next week and we will talk about zombies and see whether this has started to resonate and pull through. Um, I mean, we do know we have uh, a, a Killmonger episode coming up, so maybe I'm just biased <laughs> in waiting for that. <laughs> just checking that he hasn't got sore feet. Um, <laughs> you apologised way too early, B. um but uh you know one person who does let his feet do the talking is the master of kung fu himself uh shang chi um who is the latest star in the marvel universe uh b and i both had an opportunity to watch it uh so let's phil (laughs) b and i both took the opportunity to watch it um, team may have watched it, may have hallucinated it due to the amount of, of flu medicine he's been on. I mean, I was watching it, and there's this you know random bit of no, that possibly could have happened. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so we're going to have a chat about it. So, uh, T, if you would like to say goodbye to everyone, adios, and uh, then we will we will talk. Yes, as we said, both B and I got to the cinema, not together, sadly, but, you know, I, I remain patient and optimistic um, <laughs> for an opportunity to watch uh, Shang-Chi and The Ten Rings. Um, uh, I, I'm going to bury the lead. I loved it. Um, B, how did you find it? What did you think? Mm. Mix, mix. I'd say it was. Don't get me wrong. Great movie. Um, it's funny in places. Uh, the fight sequences are superb. It was just missing something. Really? Well, you know what? Know. Is, have you got an idea of what would have made it even better for you? I, I don't know. More more fight sequences. More fight sequences. Yeah, I mean, in some places it was a little bit predictable. Um, it just, it just missed something. I don't know. I don't know. Why did you love it so much? Um, I, I, so I loved it for various reasons. Um, in alphabetical order, they are. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, uh, not actually in alphabetical order, because um, I can't <laughs> think that much. Um, so my, my main thing, I think, that I loved most out of all of it was the fight sequences and the vibe were very, very reminiscent to me of, um, you know, all of the, the old Kung Fu films that Mm. I I just adore so very much. I've, I've spoken, you know, many, many times about, you know, that channel four slot on like Mm -hmm. Saturday nights and, you know, you'd stick the the VCR in and you'd see what came out the next morning. Um, And that was responsible for, so many of my weird kind of quirks that I, I love, like, uh, you know, the trauma films were on there occasionally. Uh, the Godzilla films were on there often. 
Uh, we talked about, you know, I think it was last week we talked about, um, you know, the, that being my introduction to manga and, you know, Guyver and that being on there, which which blew my mind. And it was the home of some of the most amazing uh, historic, uh, legendary kung fu films. So it's where I saw Drunken Master. It's where I saw Enter the Dragon for the first time. It's where I saw, uh, you know, all of these kind of films in there. Um, and I loved them. And, 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 you know, I absolutely loved the energy of them and all of that. And then I loved um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon when that came out. Um, it didn't blow me away as much as it did other people because having seen so many of those films from, uh, you know, the heyday of, of uh, the, the Kung Fu film, um, things like the wire work and stuff like that weren't new to me. So it didn't have that kind of wow factor that I think a lot of audiences found, which is why it became Oscar worthy. Mm. Um, and I felt all of that and the fun of all of that in, in, in this film on top of, um, uh, you know, a, a really great world building, I thought, and, um, uh, you know, mm. an amazing, it felt very thematically similar to Black Panther in a lot of ways for me in regards to the wow. soundscape and and how okay. it was trying to work out how it kind of, you know, fit together and built this world around. Um, you know, it, it, it feels like, well, so for me, there's three world building um, uh, films, which are Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther in this, in the sense of let me take you somewhere that you, you don't know exists and let me kind of build an entire understanding of a place that you don't know. Um, and for me, you know, with Tao Lao and the, 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 the supernatural elements and the legendary elements and all the rest of it that they brought in, um, for me, that's kind of what they were pushing on a little bit more. Maybe, maybe Doctor Strange in that, but no, for me, those are the kind of the big ones. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I really kind of resonated with the humor in it. I thought Akin mm-hmm. Femme was brilliant in it, and I thought their, their you know, the Katie and Shang-Chi relationship was absolutely fantastic. I love mm-hmm. the fact that she's like legitimately part of the gang to the point where Wong's like, you know, we need to speak about those rings and I'm going to take you and put you in front of Captain Marvel and, um, you know, Bruce Banner. You better come too. It's like, all right. Yeah. Bring the archer. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought, I just thought it was all fantastic. Was it a little bit too you know, predictable in points? Yeah. It's a Marvel film. That's kind of, you know, kind of some of the stuff I buy into for it. Um, but no, I, I was a, I, I, it, it's definitely one of my, um, can't wait to watch again lists. Hmm. Okay. I mean, for me, it, it, there were certain elements, which I kind of couldn't put my finger on like, okay, for 10 years, uh, he's been in America. He just disappeared. <clears throat> And he kind of explained it. So he said that he was, I think he did that. He, he killed the yep. guy that killed his, his mom. And then he just stayed out there. I, th- I thought that would, that could have been done a little bit better. Um, and for 10 years, he didn't embrace his martial arts. And, and Katie, his, his best friend, um, didn't know anything about this. 
um, and best friend in inverted commas. I mean, are they best friends or or more than friends? Um, and then you know, um, the Mandarin, uh, Trevor Slattery. Slattery is that have I got that yeah. right? You know, he just appears out of nowhere. And, I mean, how was he able to understand what that, you know, winged pig thing, animal? Rooks. Yeah, that, you know, how was he able to understand it? You know, there was no explanation of how he was able to understand that. And they just took his word for it. <laughs> which led <laughs> them true. to the maze. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that one. It was a bit of a leap of faith, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, they understand. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, okay, he, he was a bit. Um, he was a comedy element, but mm-hmm. he, he just—I don't know—he just felt he—he he was strategic. Obviously, he was obviously there because they—they they were trying to explain. The Mandarin links to Iron Man three, three, yep. yeah. Yep. So I, I, I get, I get a little bit of that, but it just felt, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. And then when they went to the, you know, their mom's village, <clears throat> you know, and they were greeted by um, their auntie mm-hmm. that they'd never met before in their life. And you know, it was it was just too cozy. Well, I mean, that was coming into the third act, and they had to hurry it along at that point. Mm. Um, I, I, so, I mean, I, I think the Trevor Slattery one is kind of a little bit of comedic relief mm. on top of what what you know, Akin Fenner and Katie were doing. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it all came down just to kind of you know, it was one of those kind of. You know, we we tie the plot hole off, yeah, for the sake of it. Um, I just assumed, and again, you know, this is just me filling in the gaps, but I just assumed it's because of the amount of drugs that Trevor had done that allowed his consciousness to be opened to such a point <laughs> where he could communicate with the mythical creature. Um, and he was just so confident about it that everyone kind of went with it because I think after just seeing, you know magical water give you a map to where your dead mum might not mm. be dead um they were kind of willing to go with you know is it, does it break the top five strangest thing that's happened today probably not um and and you know i think there's but it's, it's weird that that logic kind of ebbs and flows in the sense of no dad she's dead this is this is ludicrous of course that can't happen she's dead yeah, but he is a 4,000-year-old immortal man who's, you know, got magic rings on his arms. And then you're going to go and speak to this guy that's got a mythical creature, and he's going to go, you know, I can take you to this village through a living forest that if, if you don't stay in the pocket, will destroy you. And by the way, there's a dragon protector. And you kind of go, oh, all of that I can get on with. But people coming back from the dead? Mm. I get that. Um, I loved the fact that I think I was 15 minutes in before I realized that no one had actually spoken English. <laughs> I, I, I really liked just how 
they didn't, you know, there was a lot of, of subtitles. They didn't do whole kind of like, you know, everyone's just going to speak in English because why wouldn't you? Um, you know, majority is still in, in English, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but I liked the fact that they kind of went in and out a little bit more. Um, yeah, it just, uh, I, I had a really good time with it. No, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's a great movie. Um, and it was a little bit different from the usual Marvel thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe that was, oh, um, and Wong. Um, with a meal. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just felt, he had more words than I've ever heard him speak. Um, it just felt, you know, I don't know. It, it it seemed as if, you know, he, I mean, what was he doing in 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 that um, Fight Club thingy, Majig? Hustling. Mm, okay, and that obviously links into Spider Man. That's where he goes through, or well, presumably. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's an underground fight ring, which again, you know, very game of death and Enter the Dragon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. Um, uh, you know, a nice little um, uh, cameo in there of an extremist soldier, continuing that Iron Man three link mm. uh, in some of the the, the preamble fights. Um, but yeah, they they they'd obviously you you kind of get from the the bit afterwards that. Uh, the abomination and him are um, in this together. So, um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a scam, isn't it? That they're mm-hmm. they're running, um, uh, which was you know it was cool to see the abomination, and it was cool to see you know Wong use his magic to kind of get the upper hands on the fight and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was just uh, it, it was just a kind of a weird little fun little aside. Mm. Yeah, obviously, um, Wong at the end as well. I mean, that that was, I don't know, it's, it's what are your theories behind that then? The, the rings being uh, not vibranium, not alien, and something very old. Mm. Um, are they so old that they could potentially be eternal? A link to that, perhaps. I mean, that's kind of where my brain went to, just because um, that's next up. So I, I assumed it was something to do with celestials and eternals and something like that. It would be a, a a weapon that was lost by the eternals. Doesn't quite explain the the, the meteorite mm. thing. Mm. I don't know. I. I... Do you think it's heralding someone, perhaps? Um, whilst I'd love to see it with the whole kind of, you know, and then it sets off a a beacon. Hmm. Um, I don't, I don't get the the link. Hmm. From a comic standpoint, I don't get the link. Um, so yeah, there, there, there needs to be a little bit more of a, an explanation for me as to why I think. Mm. 
which oh, they think... have, you know, more movies to do that in. So that's not yeah. a problem. I mean, it's obviously, it's more than a Sang-Chi link. Um, because obviously we had um, Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Bruce, not even Hulk. So Still sporting a broken arm, which I'm assuming is from him snapping the gauntlet. Yeah, but did they explain how he got from Professor Hulk to... I mean, what's what's happened to did Hulk? He, does he just choose? Mm. Can he now just choose? Hmm. They didn't explain how he got to Professor Hulk, did he? Did they in Endgame? Uh, no, they... I think it was deleted scenes. I think I think they went into more of a, in deleted scenes um, about kind of you know having a long conversation with the big man and coming to an agreement and all the rest of it. Mm. Um. But no, they didn't do much with it. They they kind of just, you know, and, and here he is. Mm. Yeah. I suppose it'll be a four-hour movie if they start to do all that. Um, yeah, and, and Captain Marvel with um, back to her longish hair. Yeah, which again is kind of a weird kind of when is this compared to everything else? Mm. Hmm. Timeline wise, I suppose you know, with the pandemic, they they you got to give them some leeway. I mean, I don't know, have the order of the movies swapped around as to how they would have released them? I don't believe so. Um, the order of the movies against some of the TV series hmm. we know has, but no, I'm not aware of. Um, think this was still the, the, the order that was expected. Mm. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, it is a good movie and um, definitely worth a watch, you know, maybe again in the cinema. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think it, it makes my top five or Anything of, of Marvel movies, I don't think. What what tier would you put it in? What are the Marvel movies that you think it's kind of of a level with? Um, I, th- I think Guardians 2, perhaps, or Iron Man 2, 3. I, I don't think it was it was the best introduction of Shang-Chi. Um that I don't know. For me, it it just needed something else. You know, maybe I'm comparing it to all the other established um, MCU um, superheroes, um, and you know, maybe Marvel is trying something di- different here, which which they obviously are, but. Maybe I need to watch it again. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm sure you will. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, that feels quite low, I, I, you know, because they're not the, the, the movies that you talk about with great esteem, really. No, no, no. I mean, it, 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 is, it is a good movie. It is a good movie. And, you know, those listening, um, which I'm sure there's, there's hundreds, um, Tens, even oh, all right. Hello, <laughs> listener. Um, it's 
it's definitely worth a watch, you know, definitely worth a big screen experience. Um, and, you know, obviously I don't regret going to cinema to watch it. I just don't know if it will be a go-to movie for me to watch. Um, I mean, I obviously, uh, as as is apparent, um, uh, I think I was far more favourable to this than, than, than you have found yourself. Um, I think it's definitely worth a, a watch in the cinema, uh, and I definitely think it's a worth a... Uh, a second watch, although I don't know whether that will be in the cinema for me. We shall see. Um, but no, I, I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a good introduction. I thought it was a different introduction. Mm. As I said, you know, I think it was quite interesting as a world-building kind of thing. Um, uh, so I'm really excited to kind of see what happens next. I want to see how he fits, and, and this isn't just a Shang Chi thing. This is all of the kind of the, the, the tiered levels we have, tiered heroes we have now, they all feel on a level lower than Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, um, Hulk. Um, so, you know, could I see Shang-Chi facing off with Thanos? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it feels like a mismatch to me. Um, so I think there's more to do on that, but, um, uh, no, I thought it was a, I, I, I enjoyed it as an introduction. Um, and I'm not surprised that it's made you know, a decent amount of money, um, and has got a good of, uh, a good, uh, Rotten Tomatoes score, Rotten Tomatoes score. Mm-hmm. So the audience score of it is 98%, uh, with the critics at 92. Uh, so people seem to be enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really interested to see what happens next with it. And I'm really interested to see, you know, they're telling, they seem to be kind of doing a very weird kind of back to the beginning and reset with some of this, with this, with uh, Eternals up next. Um, I think it's everything I wanted from a Marvel film that I didn't get with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Black Widow felt too small and too grounded. Nowhere near enough dragons or... <laughs> Soul suckers. Yeah, I think it was Black Widow was more of a, a family story as opposed to anything else. It was, but I mean, interestingly, I don't know whether there's a link down the line because obviously we saw all of the the survivors of the Red Room and uh, the Taskmaster uh, off to to you know find a new home, and then in the second of the post credit scenes, we saw. Uh, Shang, uh, uh, Shang-Chi's sister um, reforming and reformatting the Ten Rings mm-hmm. including um, you know a, a far more kind of girl gang kind of motif to them um, so I don't know I don't know whether there's an A-Force style thing coming down the line somewhere to, to fight you know the, the Red Room Ten Ring hybrid Well, that certainly would be interesting. It certainly will. So we shall uh, we shall wait and see, but we don't have to wait long. Uh, Eternals is on its way. Um, I think we've got Venom. Let there be carnage now in between. 
perhaps. <laughs> I think they may have um, um, brought forward the release date, so only a yes. few weeks to wait. Um, and then straight after Eternals, we're into um, No Way Home. Hmm. So our um, our uh, Marvel um, fasting has definitely finished, and we are definitely <laughs> now back into the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a big, bad way. Uh, and long may it continue. Absolutely. Yeah. So we will leave you on that note. Um, we're both going to say, we're both saying go and see it. Um, Absolutely. I'm just saying, you know, go there straight away. Drop what you're doing right now. Your boss won't mind. And go and see it. Um, whereas B's probably giving you more sound career advice than that. Um, but uh, we will leave it there and uh, let you get on with your days. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for uh, reaching out to at Geeking In Pod. Um, please continue to look after each other and we shall speak to you again next week. Bye-bye. Cheerio. 